Davis Financial Advisors is a branch office of and securities offered through Independent Financial Group, member FINRA and SIPC. Sean Davis is a registered representative of Independent Financial Group. The interpretation and organization of these ideas are the confidential thoughts of Sean Davis and do not necessarily represent the opinions of IFG Incorporated. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value or liquidity, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment strategy will be profitable. And now, Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, independent investment services for pursuing your investment goals. Here's your host, Sean Davis. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, and I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. You're going to be along with me for the next hour as we discuss your money, we discuss the uncommon, the different, the less widely known investments and also strategies. We're going to touch on the traditional world today as well. In fact, um, there's a lot of people out there that ha have a lot of questions toward the end of the year about several different things. Um, you know, obviously the markets are, are a bit crazy right now. We had some news out of the Fed that looks like uh, interest rates are going to be adjusted. First time in a very long time we've heard that. But also the end of the year brings, um, you know, a concern about required minimum distributions, RMDs, the stuff you're supposed to take out of your IRA, 401k accounts, things like that, um, the year in which you turn 70 and a half. So, um, if you're close to that age, or maybe you turned that age this year, then you're going to want to pay particularly close attention to um, our discussion. Let me tell you, first of all, though, a little story about uh, Jim and Mary. Um, you're listening. You may, be just play, you may just be like Jim and Mary. Uh, Jim's 69, Mary's 68, high school sweethearts. Uh, just like me and my wife, lovely wife, Jen, only they got a few decades on us. They're ahead of us a, a little bit. Uh, I'm only 44. So Jim, 69, Mary, 68, married for over 40 years, and they're approaching this kind of all-worrisome, anonymous uh, age of 70 and a half. They came into my office a few weeks ago and heard that we sometimes discuss required minimum distributions on my radio program. Now, Jim, he was uh, an architect. He's retired now. And uh, I certainly bet he could build you an incredible house. Mary, she was a nurse. And according to her, she could expertly put any tube into your body, you could imagine, wherever it's supposed to go. But they were confused about the rules regarding retirement accounts and when you're supposed to take your money out. How much, when, why, all that good stuff. Smart people, but they admitted that they had a lot of questions. So I thought for today's show, uh, seeing as how the end of the year is imminent, I would help you sort this out, um, and I've done the show before. We call it the ABCs of RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. And the reason that I wanted to speak with you about RMDs is that it can be quite confusing to figure out what you're supposed to do. It can, I've, I've said before, it can feel like an algebraic equation to some degree. Um, you divide the total amount you have in your retirement assets by the square root of the circumference of Everest, then you subtract the cost of your vehicle registration, and you have to pull it out by the second Friday in March, only, but only if it's a leap year. <laughs> That's a bit extreme, uh, but you, you get what I'm saying. I know some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
So after um, about the 15th prodding by my clients that we should do a show about uh, RMDs to alleviate any confusion, um, I had a bright idea come to me. Why not do a show on RMDs? Um, and that's what we're doing. All right, so getting into it. Um, just so you know, we have historically met with, visited with, and counseled with a lot of people that are close to this age. The age of 70 and a half where you have to start taking out required minimum distributions. Uh, for some of you, this could be the year you have to figure this whole thing out. On average, as a firm, Davis Financial Advisors, we sit with at least 15 to 20 retirees a week that need to understand how the rules work regarding retirement and RMDs. Let me just say that the rules to retirement have changed a lot. Um, obviously, we still have uh, unbridled debt in this country, $18.4 trillion dollars. Uh, the markets have been erratic and volatile. Um, there's also potentially interest rate increases. We have the inflation potentially if that uh, occurs. These variables make retirement a moving target. And investors need to remember retirement, retirement, pay attention. It's not about getting there. It's staying there. Um, I've seen people make it to retirement and then have to go back to work five years in because they underestimated uh, a half a dozen different variables that affected them. Now, you're about to face this automatic distribution from your retirement accounts. If you're close to the age of 70 and a half, that's when you need to start taking money out of your accounts. Um, so retirement's a moving target. It's never been more difficult to protect the nest egg with the way the world is changing every day. We often hear that the rules and regulations uh, regarding RMDs are difficult to understand. With that in mind, I created a, a guide. I'm going to give it out as part of today's show. I'll tell you how to get it a little later. But it's called Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, or otherwise known as RMDs. Some, firm call them, uh, some firms call them MRDs, Mandatory Required Distribution. Uh, but what retirees need to know now. And so I'll tell you how to get that uh, a little bit later. But let's first start with some basics. Um, when you reach the age of 70 and a half, you must begin to take money, they call them Required Minimum Distributions, from your traditional qualified assets. Uh, when you hear someone in my industry use the term qualified, what that means is that the investment originally qualified for a tax deduction for the contribution of your investment. You got to deduct the investment contribution. Qualified accounts can include the following categories. Traditional IRAs, if you have an IRA um, at your bank or other financial institutions, so traditional IRAs. Rollover IRAs, if you combined assets and rolled money over, uh, rollover IRAs are part of that group mix. Simplified employee pension plans, otherwise known as SEP IRAs, are part of that mix. Uh, SARSEP plans, simple IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks, profit-sharing plans, money purchase plans, governmental section 457 deferred comp plans. All of those qualify as the type of accounts you must start to begin to take distributions from when you turn the age of 70 and a half. You can't keep retirement funds in your account indefinitely. The minimum amount you must withdraw from your account each year is your RMD. Now, as I said before, some firms call it an MRD, mandatory required distribution. Uh, RMD, MRD, I don't care if you call it DUMB, which I think it is, or S-T-U-P-I-D, <laughs> what we're talking about is the minimum amount of money that the IRS wants to take, have you take out of your accounts each year when you reach the age of 70 and a half. Now, I'll tell you why they do this in a sec, and I'll tell you about the uh, percentages and the rules and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're going to get into all of it today, and I'll also tell you 
a little bit later about what you don't want to do, which is the penalties if you don't do this right. But uh, what I'd encourage you to do right now is uh, call us, 800-682-2806. When you phone me now, my team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. Helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. But we'll send you out two things for the price of the phone call, free of charge, just for the price of the phone call. I'll give you our latest Davis Financial Advisors retirement guide. It's called Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. And I'm also going to give you a Davis Financial Advisors call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. Both of them yours for the simple price of calling 800-682-2806. All right, up next, I'm going to tell you about the two most important dates regarding RMDs. Don't go anywhere. If you are retired and you are at or near the age of 70 and a half, do you know all the rules regarding taking your required minimum distributions? For example, did you know that you are not absolutely required to take an RMD the year in which you turn 70 and a half? Yes, that's right. You are not absolutely required to take a required minimum distribution the year that you reach 70 and a half. Here's another example. Did you know that there are two dates to worry about the first year you take an RMD? If you are getting close to 70 and a half or turning 70 and a half this year, be sure to pick up the phone and call Davis Financial Advisors now to get this retirement guide offered to be sent to you for free. Call now, 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 to get the retirement guide, Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. Yes, he's different. So listen up. Now, back to Sean Davis. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about your retirement accounts today. Talking about required minimum distributions. The good old RMDs. It's almost the end of the year, uh, December 2015. And uh, if you haven't taken your required minimum distribution yet, Uh, you don't want to mess around. You better get on it. Uh, You better know how much to take and you better make it happen pretty quick because this is the year that they start to force you to take money out if you've turned 70 and a half. Now, for some of you, it could be upcoming, could be next year or two. Uh, You've got to worry about this or maybe you're a few years away, but that's what we're talking about it to educate you. See, I think a financial advisor should bring you knowledge, information, and resources you can easily come by on your own. Otherwise, kind of what's the point? You know, why should you have one? Why should you even talk to one? Why should you even pay one unless they can bring value? And so I'm trying to bring value to you. So in that in that line, under that premise, I've got a couple of things I'd like to send you um, if you call our show. 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number. 800 even. 682-2806. Here's what I'm going to give you if you call. Uh, my team's standing by to answer the phone. I'm going to give you a Davis Financial Advisors Retirement Guide. It's understanding required minimum distributions, all the rules, everything else you need to know, what retirees need to know now. I'll give you that. And I'm also going to give you um, a call to action. It's a it's a paper I wrote called The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning, Five Reasons Why Now. Now is the time. And so both of those are yours, but only if you phone us at 800-682-2806. All right. So you know, we've been talking about RMDs and, and uh, required minimum distributions. Some, firm call, some firms call them mandatory required distributions. So whatever they call it, it's the amount of money that you have to take out each year. 
So the required minimum distribution is basically designed to pay the feds. I mean, if you had money in your IRA deferred forever, they would never get the resulting tax revenue that would be created if you took it out. So some people have been more successful than others. So if you built up a nice nest egg, maybe you've got a whole bunch of different sources of income and you don't really need to take money from your IRA. Well, imagine that thing compounding forever and the IRS never getting a chunk of it because it, you never took any money out. So number one, the required minimum distribution is designed to uh, help the Treasury uh, pay taxes. you got to start taking it at some point. And it's uh, designed to help you gradually pay taxes uh, owed on those retirement assets. You know, um, the idea being that you get income, the idea being that the feds get tax revenue. So Lord knows they need the revenue and retirement accounts are a juicy morsel of tax revenue goodness that they can't wait to have you take money out of. So the rules are the rules, as my wife likes to say. She's a total steadfast rule follower and she always says the rules are the rules. So here's some of the rules. Now, I know that some of you absolutely do not want to pull any money from your qualified accounts. I get it. Uh, maybe you don't have to because you're not 70 and a half yet. Maybe you're already 70 and a half and you still don't want to pull money out of your account. And so let me tell you a little secret. I think that you might want to look at it from a bit of a different perspective. What if it's actually an advantage to start pulling now versus waiting? What if it's an advantage? Now, now Sean, why... Well, why would you say it's an advantage to start pulling now if I don't need the money? Well, here's the reason why. I think, now I'm not a betting man, but I think taxes are going to go up in this country. Uh, how could you not think taxes are going to rise given all the costs that this government has taken on? Given our debt situation, given our baby boomers retiring, I mean, they're generating less revenue using more government benefits in the form of Social Security and Medicare. We've got a national debt at $18.4, $18.5 trillion. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So here's an important question. What if I'm right? What if taxes go up later? Tax deferral as an investment strategy is dependent on the assumption that you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you distribute the money out of your retirement accounts. The idea has always been defer now to save the tax liability until later, then pull it out later and pay less. Now, that's a fair assumption back in 1981 when the 401k was first made available to employees. Back then, the highest marginal tax bracket was 70%. Honey, did he say seven, like seven zero? Yes, 70, seven zero, okay? The average couple making $80,000 back then was in a 46% marginal tax bracket. There were also 15 different brackets back then. It was a good assumption that at retirement, you would drop down a bracket or two because of a reduction in your income. Now, today, our highest marginal rate is 39.6%. It's far more likely that the average investor will see an increase in their personal income tax liability Moving special, uh, moving forward, especially over three, five, ten-year time frames. You know, again, for the reasons I've already stated, right? Um, so look at the RMD maybe as a blessing in disguise. You know, the opportunity to withdraw money now and potentially pay a lower tax rate than you could pay later. Now we've already discussed. You got to pull from traditional IRAs, rollover IRAs, SEP IRAs, SARSEP plans, simple IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks, all that kind of stuff. Every, everything that a qualified for a tax deduction to put the money in originally is stuff that you would re- be required to pull out at 70 and a half. Now, here's some important dates to remember. Uh, you have to make, so if you turn 70 and a half this year, 
you're required this year to take your first distribution by December 31st. Okay, you got to do it by December 31st of the year in which you reach 70 and a half. So whatever your 70th birthday count six months past that, that's the 70 and a half mark. And if it's this year, then you got to take that money out by December 31st. Now, for the very first year, this year alone, if you turn 70 and a half this year or next year, whatever the year is that you turn 70 and a half, you actually have an opportunity to wait up until April 1st of the year after you turn 70 and a half to take your first distribution. You can wait and take it. Now, if you do that, though, so let's 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 give an example. Jim, Jim turned 70 and a half this year. Jim uh, just retired this year. So Jim had above average income this year. As a result of that, um, he doesn't want to take an RMD because he doesn't want to pay an increased tax liability on that RMD because of his current income. He'd rather wait until next year to take that RMD if he could because he expects his income is going to be reduced because he's retired. And so in that situation, Jim, Jim would have the opportunity up until April of next year to then take the distribution next year. Now, if he does wait and take a distribution next year, so technically he should have taken it this year, but he waited, so next year he'll have to take two. The first one before April will be considered to be 2015's distribution. The next one, by December 31st of 2016, will be considered 2016's distribution. So he'll have to take two next year, but that could still work out. It could still be less expensive than taking it this year, depending on what his income was. So that's an example. You have one time, that one-time extension. Now, after that, every year moving forward, it's always going to be required to be distributed by December 31st of the year in which you're—, you're well, every year moving forward that you're alive. Now, there are a few exceptions to the timing of required minimum distributions that you should be aware of. If you're 70 and a half or older and have a 403B account and you're still working for the employer that sponsors your plan, you can wait until you actually retire from the company before you have to start taking distributions. If you own a 401k or profit-sharing plan and you're still employed by the company that sponsors the plan, then generally you are required to take your first RMD by the latter of the calendar year in which you reach age 70 half or retire. So if you haven't retired yet, you can still wait. That's just on that plan, though, just on your 401k that's at your current company. That doesn't apply to an older IRA or an older 401k. Uh, terms of the retirement plan govern this, by the way. The plan's terms may allow you to wait until the year you actually retire to take your first RMD unless you're a 5% or greater owner. Uh, alternatively, a plan may require you to begin receiving distributions by April 1st of the year after you reach age 70 and a half. So you have to check your own co corporate company-sponsored plan provisions to know exactly how they're, uh, they're going to do that. You 5% owners or more. If you own 5% or more, of the business sponsoring the plan, then you must begin receiving distributions by April 1st of the year after the calendar year in which you reach age 70 and a half. So pretty heady stuff. Now, by the way, I got all of this in my, um, in my latest guide that I'll give out to you. So what happens, Sean, what happens if I don't take my required minimum distribution as I'm supposed to? Let me just say... Bad things, bad things, bad things happen if you don't take the required distribution as you are supposed to. If you don't withdraw the required minimum amount on time each year, the IRS will penalize you with a 50% tax 
on any amount that should have been withdrawn but wasn't. So let me give you an example. If your RMD, required minimum distribution, was supposed to be 15000 and you only withdrew 11000 by mistake, accident, you miskeyed the wrong number into your calculator and didn't realize it, the IRS will assess a penalty of $2,000 to you, 50% of the $4,000 shortfall. So the IRS calls the 50% penalty an excise tax. Yeah, I... I call it a lot of things. That's not one of them. <laughs> to report the excise tax, you must file a form 5329. So you don't want to mess around with this. You want to make sure you're doing the right calculations. And that's one of the reasons why I created the guide. Now, if you want to get your hands on it, um, I'll send you our latest in retirement guide. It's called Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. All you got to do is get it to, to get a copy of it is to phone us, 800-682-2806. It's toll-free. Uh, for you. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. Really helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. Helps us to know how to uh, to potentially help you and or answer questions that you might have specifically. So that number is, once again, 800-682-2806. People are standing by. They'll receive your call right now and then send you uh, either by email or regular mail the two guides. Uh, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time, and then our guide on required minimum distributions. Sean, wait, I have a question. Uh, you didn't talk about Roth IRAs. What about Roths? Do I have to take a required minimum distribution from my Roth IRA account? You know what? That's a great question. I'll answer that up next. It's true that if you don't take out all of the required minimum distributions that you are supposed to in the year that you are supposed to, you could pay a tax of 50% to the IRS. Don't pay the IRS a tax of 50%. Learn what you need to know now with this very useful retirement guide called Understanding Retired Minimum Distributions, RMDs, What Retirees Need to Know Now. If you are turning age 70 and a half this year, or you will be soon, you will want to know the rules regarding required minimum distributions. Do you have to take an RMD from a Roth IRA? If you are over the age of 70 and a half already, do you know what percentage you need to draw from your retirement accounts this year? All of these questions and many more will be answered in this retirement guide offered to be sent to you for free. Call now 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 to get the Davis Financial Advisors Retirement Guide, Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your retirement accounts, talking about the end of the year planning. Oh my gosh, it's the end of 2015. So are there important things that you need to remember to do? Yes, absolutely. One of them is making sure that you've taken the right amount of money out of your IRAs, your 401ks, your retirement plans, etc. So we call that uh, required minimum distributions. Do you know what the amount is? Have you calculated it? Have you taken out enough? Did you take out too little? There's a 50% tax. Oh, my. Oh, what do I do? Well, first thing you can do is call 800-682-2806. My team's standing by, and we are here to help. You know, See, I think a financial advisor should bring you knowledge, information, and resources you can't easily come by on your own. Otherwise, what's the point? And so I've got a, um, a guide called a Retirement Guide, Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. I'd like to send it to you. 
Um, I've got a case for a second opinion on your investment planning also. Five reasons why now's the time. I mean, a little over 30 pages of information. We'll email it to you, but you got to call us, 800-682-2806. Uh, we'll either send it out to you via regular mail or email, whichever you prefer. But um, uh, big decisions, lots of information. You want to get educated. So we've been talking about uh, RMDs. And the next phase of our little chat together is uh, calculating your RMD. You know, Sean, how, how do I how do I calculate what I'm supposed to take out? Um, it can be easy to calculate based on your age. Um, you simply divide your IRA balance as of December 31st of the year before you turn 70 and a half. So let's say you turn 70 and a half this year. So you'd look at your December 31st value of your retirement account um, as of last year, so December 31st, 2014. And then you divide that value by a divisor found in the IRS's uniform lifetime table. Sean, where do I get that? Well, it's in my guide, so I've got everything in there for you. And not only do I have the divisor, but I've got the percentage. How much as a percent of your IRA you need to take out? And again, that's all in that guide, 800-682-2806. So the same table applies to everyone, regardless of who they have named as beneficiaries, with a single exception. If your sole designated beneficiary is your spouse and they're more than 10 years younger than you, you may use the joint life expectancy divisor to achieve a smaller RMD amount. I mean, the idea behind it is they're likely to outlive you by... A lot, not a little in terms of years, and so you should be able to protect them by taking less money out. See, the more you take out, the less likely it's going to be there later. You know, So if you have a younger spouse, a much younger spouse than you, then you can use their age difference to help you take out less per year. You can always take out more, but sometimes people want to take out less. So can I withdraw more than the minimum required? Absolutely. In some instances, we actually recommend people taking out more than required. For example, I already talked earlier, if you believe that personal income taxes are expected to rise long term, you might want to accelerate your amount of distributions to pay the tax at potentially lower rates today. I mean, let's say you're in a 30% tax bracket today, but you can see into the future. And you see into the future and you can see 10 years from now, you're going to be in a 39.6% tax bracket. And you go, what's better, paying tax now at 30 cents or waiting and paying at 39.6%? Um, which is better? Well, to me, better is lower, <laughs> paying less tax. So it might be ironic that now could be a lower tax that you might see. Now, there's no guarantee. I can't see the future, nor can you. Uh, but if I was a betting man, I would say the probability is likely high that the taxes later are going to be higher. So taking more out of your retirement accounts can be a strategic plan. You know, It can make sense under a tax perspective. Now, it'd be good to consult with your own tax professional to discuss your options and these ideas. Obviously, we don't give tax advice at our firm. Uh, we're a financial advisory firm, not a tax accountancy firm. So, Now, before the break, I said, do you have to take an RMD from your Roth IRA? So Roths, do I need to take money out of my Roths? No. Unless you inherited a Roth IRA from someone other than your spouse, there are no required minimum distributions on Roth IRAs for you and or your spouse. 
If the Roth IRA was funded by you or your spouse, then it's free from RMDs for your life, then also the life of your spouse if they outlive you. This is one of the many advantages of the Roth IRA. The other obvious advantage is tax-exempt growth. Yeah, tax-exempt. Did, honey, did he say tax-free? Uh, no, I said tax-exempt, but it's basically the same. So that's the other advantage of Roth IRAs. They compound tax-free. Sean, what if I inherited a Roth IRA from someone else in my family other than my spouse? That's a great question. Roth IRA holders generally name beneficiaries to inherit their assets. So non-spouse beneficiaries. So let's say your uncle uh, left you a Roth IRA. Uh, You would be required to eventually start taking some RMD from an inherited Roth IRA. And the amount and the payout period after the IRA holder's death depends on who is designated as the IRA beneficiary and their age at the time of the IRA holder's death. So most beneficiaries, so let's say your uncle passed away, left you a Roth IRA, and you're the beneficiary of it. Most beneficiaries, like you, choose to take the smallest amount out that the law allows and at the latest possible date, which allows the Roth the potential to continue to compound and grow over time. So non-spouse beneficiaries who inherit Roth IRAs do not have the rollover option. However, there are some options they have. They can do a lump sum distribution. They can deplete the entire balance of the IRA before the, the, fifth, the end of the fifth year following the IRA decedent holder's uh, death. And then um, RMDs based on their own life expectancy determined by referencing the IRS single life expectancy table. That's where we get a small distribution over a long period of time. Um, Sean. Do I have to take an RMD from each of my retirement accounts individually? No, not necessarily. Uh, This is one of the most common misconceptions regarding RMDs. People always think they got to pull from every dang account they have. Uh, That's not necessarily true. Uh, This is one of the most common misperceptions. If you have multiple accounts, think of it this way. As long as the IRS gets to tax you on the amount of money that they were supposed to tax you on, they don't really care whether it came from one account or 50 accounts. You know, you just got to withdraw the right amount. Sean, what is that amount? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've got it in my latest guide. Call us, 800-682-2806. The number's toll-free, 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you our Davis Financial Advisors Retirement Guide. It's called Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, RMDs, What Retirees Need to Know Now. And I'm also going to give you a call to action, the case for a second opinion, five reasons why now is the time to get a second opinion on your investment planning. Both of these are yours if you simply call 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to get a snapshot of what you're doing, and then we'll send this information out to you today via email or regular mail, whichever you prefer. Now, Sean, you, you, didn't, talk about, um, you didn't talk about Roth conversions. Can I use my required minimum distribution for a Roth conversion? I'll answer that right after this. If you are over the age of 70 and a half and have to take an RMD, but you don't want to trigger the tax, did you know that there are multiple strategies that can help you reduce the RMD tax burden? That's right, multiple strategies that can help you mitigate the tax burden of RMDs. If you don't like paying taxes on your required minimum distributions, then all of that and more is available to you in Davis Financial Advisors Retirement Guide. Understanding RMDs, what you need to know now. Call 1-800-682-2806 to get the guide. Can you use a Roth conversion to satisfy your required minimum distribution? Great question. 
You're thinking outside the box. You can get that information sent to you today if you call 1-800-682-2806. If you are over the age of 70 and a half already, do you know what percentage you need to draw from your retirement accounts this year? All of that and more is in the Davis Financial Advisors Retirement Guide that you can get sent to you for free. Call now, 1-800-682-2806. Once again, 1-800-682-2806. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about retirement accounts, and required minimum distributions, RMDs. Uh, Have you taken out enough? Do you know how much to take out? Have you done it the right way? Nobody wants a 50% tax if they don't do it the right way. All the more reason, um, I'd encourage you to give us a phone call, 800-682-2806. I'll give you our latest retirement guide, Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. I'm also going to give you, uh, in all seriousness, the case for a second opinion on your investment plan. And the world's changing. Uh, Fed's raising rates, potentially. We got... Uh, China issues. We've got people shooting people everywhere in the world. Um, and I think it's a good time to just take stock of what you have, maybe get a second opinion. So I've got five reasons why now is the time. Both of these yours, uh, just if you call 800-682-2806. All right. So one of the questions that I get a lot is understanding this premise that maybe taxes might, be, might go up in the future. Uh, the example I gave you before, I mean, if you could see the future and knew that you were going to be in a higher tax bracket, wouldn't it put more pressure on you to maybe do something about that today? And one of the ways in which you can do something about that is to do a Roth conversion. I've generally been very favorable on uh, considering and or recommending um, investors to consider doing Roth conversions. And um, here's the reason why. If you think taxes are going to be higher later, then I think some tax-free money especially if you paid a lower tax to get it into a tax-free bucket, tax-free money later could be very, 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 very valuable to you. So um, I get a question all the time. Can I use my Roth conversion as my RMD? Because the, the feds are going to get their tax no matter what. You know, why, why, why can't I use my Roth conversion to satisfy my RMD? Here's the reason why you speak logic. That makes sense. Why can't you use a Roth conversion to satisfy your RMD? The problem is the feds don't speak logic often. (laughs) They won't allow it. They won't allow you to use your Roth conversion as a satisfactory, quote-unquote, RMD. So if your traditional IRA is subject to an RMD, when you convert it to a Roth, you must take your annual RMD before the conversion. The RMD is not eligible for conversion. Failure to follow the rules will result in a 50% tax, as we discussed earlier. So, you know, nice try, though. I like the way you think. It's an example of thinking outside the box. Sean, let's be strategic. Let's use my Roth conversion to satisfy my RMD. That way the tax gets paid and I get money in a tax-free account. Well, yeah, again, that's logical. And unfortunately, you can't do it that way. Uh, One more question we hear often is, can an RMD be rolled into another tax-deferred account? Can I take it out of my Fidelity account and roll it into my Schwab, and does that count? (laughs) I like the way you think. Um, 
No, <laughs> you can't do that. It has to be distributed. Hence the the tax that the IRS wants to receive. A, a rollover would make it deferred. They don't get their money. They want their money. You know. Now, once you take your RMD, that RMD can be invested in an after-tax investment. In other words, you don't have to spend it. No one says you have to consume it. No one says you had to eat it. No one says it has to go away. You can still put it to work someplace else, but you have to do so in a manner that triggers the tax. So don't forget that. Um, Sean, how do I reduce the burden of RMDs over time? Um, Are there any strategies that you are aware of that can help me? Yes, several strategies. Uh, Number one, you could keep working. Um, If you're working for an employer, uh, so long as you're still working there, you don't have to take an RMD from that company's 401k. So let's say you have a big amount of money in a 401k with a company you're still working for and you're over the age of 70 um, and a half. Continue to work for them. You don't have to retire, in which case you wouldn't have to necessarily take a distribution from that plan. Um, This can be a huge opportunity, especially if you have a lot of money in um, that particular 401k. It allows you to... uh, to wait. Now, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't eliminate the tax. It doesn't eliminate the tax you will pay. It just makes it so you can wait, defer, delay. Sometimes that's an advantage. Sometimes it's not. Uh, another strategy. Um, now, if your spouse is in the car with you as you're listening to this, tell them to plug their ears because um, this, this, this is not a good strategy if you're already married. But You could, if you're single, pay attention now, you could marry a younger spouse. The other straightforward answer to your question would be you have a sole beneficiary of your IRA be a spouse who's more than 10 years younger than you. So, um, you know, let's say Sally, who is 71, marries Frank, who's 59. And, um, you know, as a result, she'd have to take less out of her IRA because he's more than 10 years younger than her. So she can use a... Or, yeah, she can use a joint life table, which requires a smaller distribution. Um, You could consider solving the problem by doing strategic Roth conversions over time. The key to minimizing your long-term tax burden is to smooth smooth out your annual income over time. You might expect to have several years of lower income uh, before your tax bracket might jump. So to figure out the best plan, you'd need to do some long-term projections. But and by the way, be sure to consult with your own tax professional before making decisions that have significant tax consequences. But you know, the idea would be if you have a huge chunk of money inside your qualified plans, and I've met a lot of people like this, so this may be you. You know, They've deferred, 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 saved, saved, saved all their life. And so when it comes to retirement, you know, 80 90% of what they've accumulated is all inside of a qualified plan, IRAs, 401ks, that kind of thing. Now, the problem is, that doesn't give you a lot of strategic tax mitigation. You know, it's, that's having all your eggs in one tax basket. You don't control the tax liability. So I've encouraged some people to start to minimize that problem by doing strategic Roth conversions, doing a conversion systematically every year, certain amount of money, certain timing over a certain period of time. That way you start to accumulate some money outside of the demands of required minimum distribution vis-a-vis the Roth. And that's also strate- strategically and particularly helpful if we think tax brackets are going to go up in the future. So just some ideas. Again, I think a financial advisor should bring you knowledge, information, and resources you can't easily come by on your own. Now, I have other ideas as well, but you'll have to wait and talk with me directly to get those ideas or call 800 
682-2806. I'll give you two things. I'm going to give you a retirement guide called Understanding Required Minimum Distributions, What Retirees Need to Know Now. I'm also going to give you the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. And you can get both of those by phoning 800-682-2806. My team standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. Helps us to get a snapshot of what you're doing. And then we will send you this information today via regular mail or email. And rest assured, I, Sean Davis, will be back here, same time, same place, next week to talk more about your money. Have a great week. This has been Uncommon Investments and Resources. Different types of investing involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value, or liquidity. There can be no assurance that any investment strategy will be profitable. Well, the show is now over. The ball is in your court. What are you going to do? The markets are volatile, and there is significant pressure downward. It's like watching storm clouds form and waiting to build your shelter until the storm hits. Imagine investing in a way that what the stock market goes up or down, what it does is fairly irrelevant to how your investments perform. Imagine what a difference that might make to your worry and concern. Doesn't it feel a bit scary to rely completely on the stock market going up indefinitely to stay retired? One month you can stay retired, the next month maybe not. It doesn't have to work that way. At Davis Financial Advisors, they don't think they have all the answers, but they do think that what they are doing is more diversified and strategic than what many people are doing today. This is your money. Be proactive and learn about what else is out there in the investment world. Let them give you a second opinion. Call now, 1-800-682-2806. Again, that is 1-800-682-2806.